He came at the right time. Is he sleeping? Yes. He's sleeping right over there, just the way you like him. Did you bring the toll? Confound your lousy toll, troll. <laughs> God damn it. everybody here on fear and loathing and cinema podcast it's so good to be here on october 31st it's halloween day i believe we are all in our spooky attire i've got my favorite halloween candy the snickers bar here with me and we have an amazing crazy movie we're doing today uh two of us have seen the movie two of us have seen it for the first time can't wait to get into this but first I'm Brian Kluber, and I'm joined by all the hosts with the most. I am joined by the North Texas man that I like to go camping in an RV with for some lady. Who knows how she treats us? Preston Barta, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I must do it. I must do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the ballsiest fucking move in cinema history. You don't piss on hospitality. That's right. Horse brutality. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, Preston, good to see you, bud. You can piss on my dinner table anytime. I don't care. <laughs> All right. I'll keep that in mind. I'll, I'll keep it in mind. And then also from Austin, Texas. Oh, my God. The, the, the farmer who likes to eat only green trees and bark, Dan Moran. Hey guys, uh, we're talking about the farmer that Poppy and Branch had to go meet to get the country music string for Trolls 2, right? That's the movie we were supposed to watch? Trolls yes. Two, World Tour? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. just wanted to make sure. We're, we're on the same page here. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then we have an actual resident from Nilbog coming in from Nilbog, Florida. Chelsea Nicole Campbell, how are you? I <laughs> I'm good. Um, just trying not to sweat out the green chlorophyll. Uh, talking about living here. So thanks for that. You're you're welcome. You're welcome. Of course, if you can't already tell, we're going to be talking about 1990s epic horror movie. Troll 2, directed by Claudio Fragasso. But before we do that, we're going to do our little question, our our segment of we ask a fun question, kind of maybe related to a movie, maybe not. And we bring it to the internet, our our listeners, and we ask them what they think. And this question this week um, was, if 
you think you can survive a horror movie villain, that there's a horror movie villain out there that scares you or not, uh, which horror movie character could you survive? I mean, would it be Leatherface? Would it be Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees? Who would it be? So let's start with Preston. Preston, you're a baller. Who would you survive? Uh, I think Leatherface would be the easiest for me. What? So Leatherface is a big ass dude with a chainsaw. Um, the easiest. I want to know the easiest. Yeah. Let's go. Um, I thought, well, I was trying to think of people who move the slowest. I think it depends on what situation I'm in. If I'm don't hear him coming and he just bludges me in the head with the hammer or something like that, then I'm done for. But if I can see him and there's a little bit of distance between us, I think I stand the fairest chance because if it's like Jason or something, he can throw the machete as we've seen in some of the later films. And even though he may walk slow, but I think I could just take off and outrun the guy. And I'm from Texas. I know how these these hills work or these flatlands. <laughs> Preston's the fastest kid alive, I guess. So I am. I'm faster <laughs> than Michael Sarah. <laughs> All right, man. I'd love to see this in action. Uh, there is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game out there. Preston, we got to get you a console so you can play it and put that to the test. Or, or just dress up as Leatherface yourself and come after me. Can we please do this? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I love this. All right, Chelsea. Chelsea, who can you survive? Um, I feel like everybody would... A lot of people have said Chucky. Um, I'm not going to fuck with Chucky just because he's got like voodoo, weird voodoo magic. Um, voodoo so, people. Yeah, so I am... Gonna go with one of the little bratty kids from Children of the Corn, or <laughs> Mordecai. Yeah, those would be probably the easiest. Or maybe this may be—I don't know—Megan, um, just because I feel like you can shut her just, just, just shut her off. She shouldn't I'm have just going to bring up Children of the Corn for a second. That first scene in Children of the Corn where everybody's in the old-fashioned ice cream diner and the kids come in and murder everybody, you're escaping that? Absolutely. How? Oh, I'm, I'm winning that. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Two really spiky cones through the... I'm picking that's up very a chair and I'm lion taming every one of those little fuckers. Yeah, that's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> children okay all right and you said megan i guess you can just throw water on her um, or is she water resistant it's more i feel like she's water resistant but i feel like it's more like shut her down get to the core of shutting her down she shouldn't have been made anyway so <laughs> damn a dance off oh my god chelsea Neilbog, and megan <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like that. All right, Dan. Dan, who are you surviving? I think we're going to talk about Chucky when we read people's um, things. I'm going to go with, I'm going to give two answers because I'm cheating. Leprechaun, done. I don't care about his magic. I would. I could kick him so far that I would be an NFL kicker. Like, There's a pattern with, with Dan here. He just wants to punt people. <laughs> I will just punt that. I will punt that little guy so far. Um 
it would it would be ridiculous. I'm I'm not into gold. I wouldn't take his gold first of all, so he wouldn't come after me. I'd be like, that looks like leprechaun gold. Not gonna mess with that. But if he came knocking, swift kicked, swift kick. Unless he snuck up on me sleeping, like what Farmer Waite said over there. Um, I'm pretty sure if it was like me <laughs> staring at him and we had a couple yards between us, he's gone. Um, the other thing is, is I feel like um, in all the Friday the 13th, or not Friday, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, it takes all the main characters a little bit to realize that they're asleep and they're dreaming. So some of their own dream logic should work in those dreams. So if I knew about Freddy, if I didn't know, this is all like if like new nightmare, like I knew Freddy and how he worked, I would just dream up some weapons and Freddy and I would go to town fighting each other. Would I die? Hasn't yeah. panned out well for some of those characters that I know. Well, work. hang on. Would I die? Absolutely. But I think I could hold my own for a while, like coming up with something to come after him with. But you're not you're not wholly sure that would work though. No, I'm not. That's why I said I'm gonna kind of cheat and give a twofer, but definitely leprechaun's done. I'm okay. too much of a sleepy girl to ever defeat Freddy. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like what Preston said because I really think like if Michael Myers wasn't targeting you. Just drive out of town and he's going to walk so slow after you. He's going to be someone else's problem. It's not like Michael Myers is stays out of the public eye. He just walks in the middle of a road. Someone's going to come up. He's going to start stabbing other people and it's going to be someone else's problem. And you just have to move approximately 20 miles every day till he catches you. So that brings me to mine. I can easily defeat it follows because I just jerk off and not have sex. And then you do not have to worry. You would defeat the monster, right? That's not how it works, though. You have to pass it to somebody. Right. So you don't have sex. <laughs> yeah. And you die. So it's stuck with you. So, no, no, no. You just don't no, have. If he doesn't have sex at all. Uh, yeah. You defeat it. Okay. I mean, and if you wanted to get logical about it, you could like technically every four months just take a plane trip to Australia and then back. So you are going to be a monk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. That's assuming that you know that that you know the pattern of it all, because a yeah. lot of those characters they find out too late. They find out after they've been fucked over. So you would have to know. Period. I mean, be coming at you like all the time. If what? I mean, that what? <laughs> we could find a we could find a list of women that would break this rule. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm proud of your strength here, but I'm like, yeah, I just wouldn't have it. And then I'm like, well, eh. I mean, I'm just trying to think of the situation. Because how you get it is sex. They, ha I mean, and it's very topical news, Preston. There is a sequel in the making. They follow. They That's follow. A so a three now, well, well, I mean, it's just an easy thing to beat, I feel like. Because either you are, you're flying to another continent and you have a few months for it to walk there. And then you're, you have to fly back. It's just oh. an easy thing to do. Or you just you know masturbate okay no was that the line no just we're we're 
Where, no, where? I just, I just don't think you, no, 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 that's not the line. The line is we've crossed the line 50,000 times. Uh, yeah. I just don't, I, th- I don't think the logic works. That sounds kind of exhausting to, <laughs> not the masturbating part, but the flying around <laughs> um, and just that's, that's the rest of your life, man. Versus me having one little showdown with Leatherface and then being forever out of his grasp. Or worrying about the leprechaun one day in March. Like you have a long life ahead of you. But I'm just going to say the leprechaun is magical. It could fuck you up, Dan. Leatherface is a human being who's just a big, crazy bitch. I could see. Huh? No, sorry. Go ahead. No, but I could see Preston beating a human, but like the leprechaun can like disappear and reappear behind you. And oh, he's going to disappear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> under my boots <laughs> and then chelsea's over here talking about killing children i don't know they're children of the corn they're they're evil the corn children yeah they're corn children what about what about I, what about it pennywise because it's always the brian, thing to see if they insult. i thought they brian was going to pick pennywise because i was like he would so get an insult match with him that's what him. i mean I love the, the, the thing is just to shame him and be an, a bullying asshole. And that's what defeats him. And I love, yeah. it makes me laugh so hard. I was like, but if I didn't know that going in, I would be terrified and die. Oh, I didn't think about that. I feel like I could go to toe to toe with it. Oh my goodness. With Pennywise. Yeah, You would turn him flaccid and you'd go back into his hole. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I do to you all. <laughs> with my with my hot takes that could be one person that you actually sleep with you could be getting followed by the it follows monster sleep with Pennywise. <laughs> two birds one sleep. <laughs> that way is that a shirt yet like pennywise follow it follows i feel like that's a genius uh thing we can do Your crossover i'm talking to a24 right now good 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, we went to the internet with those questions. Did we get anybody responding to that question? I I got a lot of people saying Chucky, that they can fit his little, little soft body in a blender. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that defeating Leatherface is feasible, um, but it gets harder if the whole family's involved. Um, but if you kind of Metal Gear sneak your way into the house and burn them, it's it's feasible. Um, but yeah, a lot of people with Chucky. Uh, I'm just trying to think like, Ch- you see a doll and it's alive. You're going to have a moment, a long moment of like, of saying, what the hell is going on? You're in shock. You don't know what to do. And that's when Chucky's time is to strike like a snake. He is going to come at you with a knife when you're just in disbelief of what's happening in front of you. I think that's his thing, right? And I think he's strong enough. I I just got one sent to me that said the shark from Jaws because they would not get in the ocean. <laughs> oh. And I was like, okay, well, if you're going to toe-to-toe with a shark and you don't go to its territory, then yeah, you, that's, I think- Yeah, I you're good. I texted and said, I think that's a tie. It was one of my friends who I just checked in with because- there's no showdown. So pretty much y'all are just avoiding each other. Because if the shark's not coming up on land and you're not going in water, we'll never know. Is So is it the the sh- the shark from Jaws or is it Bruce, the animatronic shark from Jaws? Oh, I think Bruce Bruce barely made it through filming of the first movie. So okay. I think we could, we all, could right. all handle <laughs> yeah. Bruce. 
All right. The, fix, the fictional shark is where we're at. <laughs> so lots of Chucky, huh? Lots of lots Chucky. Lots of Chucky. The redheads. Okay. Uh, thank you for answering. Uh... <laughs> it's... Oh, I got the blob. Somebody sent me the blob. I thought of the blob. And I thought of the blob because I was like, okay, it's easily escapable. But the blob can grow you know, the size of a skyscraper. So that is could be hard to run from. I did get one more. Hold on. It's the the cotton candy glob from uh, the Scooby-Doo movies. Okay. Mm. Mm. I got one I... more. So uh, my friend just texted. Uh, I don't know why they don't text me when I ask for these questions while we're potting. But um, the aliens from Signs. Because even if they got to me, I would pee because I'd be so scared, which is technically liquid water, and it would start to melt them, and then I would get away. They did not know how great that transitions into our movie. <laughs> yeah. Pee saves. Pee saves. <laughs> <laughs> More than jellyfish things. More than crazy. Jesus. Pee saves. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. You could just pee on the aliens. M night sequel idea. Just oh, golden shower scene with the aliens. Come. And they're just like, I'm out. <laughs> Can't go in there. Oh my God. I can you imagine the visuals of that? Just somebody peeing on one of the aliens and signs, and it just like streams through their stomach and they're cut in half like a Tarantino movie. <laughs> I would watch this movie, right? Oh. Yeah, why don't you call up, uh, what's his name? What's that director's name, Brian? Which one? The director of Signs. What's his name? M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We figured it out. Uh, okay. So let's move on to our main, our main attraction today. Troll 2 came out in 1990, an Italian-American film directed by a guy named Claudio Fragasso, who's done quite a bit of movies, more than 20. Um, it, it starred Michael Stevenson, George Hardy, Connie McFarland. Uh, the cinematography was Giancarlo Fer, uh, Ferrando. And it was released in October Halloween in 1990. Um and it had a budget of a hundred thousand dollars, and which to me, hundred thousand dollars that went a long way. Like it looks good to me, but Troll Two allegedly the sequel to Troll One, but so different. And the reason I picked this was my pick for this week, uh, for for Halloween Day because this movie is horror and comedy, and it is also billed as the worst movie ever made it has a five percent on rotten tomatoes it's universally hated and the child star of troll 2 michael stevenson the child that's in the whole movie made a documentary about making the movie called best worst movie and uh i think over time since 1990 which oh my god has been 33 years uh has garnered a cult following and i'm very happy to say that press and i have seen this movie i've seen this movie more than a dozen times um but chelsea and dan have never seen this movie they're virgins coming into this so it was like a kind of a perfect uh fatal four-way here of people seeing it and people not seeing it and then seeing it watching it for the first time so i'm very excited to get into this 
so let I want I just want to hear from the people who hasn't seen it first. So first, Chelsea, let's start with you. You never seen this movie. I don't know if you knew what it was, but uh, when you looked it up and when you started it, like what what's your immediate reaction in those first five minutes? And then as you're going through it and uh, when it ended, we were like, oh, my God, did I just watch the best movie ever? I'm still stuck on Fatal 4-Way, but let me let me get past <laughs> that. Um, my immediate rela- reaction was, oh, this is where that oh my god is from because i i didn't know what that was from um i watched this a few days ago and i think i texted you right or i texted the group maybe you i don't know right after and i was like i think i think he'll be very excited with how i feel about it because i do think it's kind of the best worst movie yeah I, I agree. It is a yeah, thumbs up. And the, oh my God, she's referencing, I think, is that like a meme or a, a gif that's been around a while where it's like some guy close up and he's just yelling, oh my God. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just a meme and it's a, a gif a lot of people use that, but they don't know where it comes from kind of thing. So I know where it comes from now. All right. So you you liked it. I actually really loved it. And I love the kind of um, I love diving behind the scenes with the lore of how this movie was even made. Um, So, yeah, I loved it. That's great. Uh, Dan, Dan. I had heard of this movie before, but I'd never seen it. And I have to say it is one of the dumbest things that I've ever spent 90 minutes watching in my entire life. Everything is so dumb and so bad but I could not look away and I kind of enjoyed watching how absolutely bad it was. I feel like if that there, if it was even 3% more competently shot acted or anything, I would have been like, Oh, but this felt like a drunk student film. I, I, I could not figure out. I enjoyed it. I th- I wish that my first experience would have been in like a fantastic fest midnight screening or with a bunch of people who knew it. And like, I could laugh with, cause there were so many times I wanted to look to like my left or my right and be like, what the hell is going on in this movie? Um, but yeah, it, it earned its title. It has earned its title as the best worst movie ever made easily. It, it is it is good we're going to come back to what you said because i i disagree i think the movie is shot wonderfully and i think the acting is just on par for what it is we're going to come back to that uh Pre- preston um when did you first see this movie what did you think about it <clears throat> i first saw it in high school because of you know the talk of mainly just because I was in film classes in high school and we would always have conversations, especially with one of my good friends uh, at the time he's to a really good friend and we would connect over horror VHS, VHS tapes and things like that. Um, and so I went to pay less video here in Denton, Texas and got troll two and uh, watched it. Um, and then I, there was some time and then I rewatched it because uh, a lot of that, some of the actors and the, filmmakers came to Texas Frightmare maybe about 10 years ago or so. I can't remember how long ago it was. And I believe I interviewed 
the director and the writer slash uh, his wife. And uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a special movie to me for all the reasons that we've already explained. I think it just feels like one of those movies that's um, yeah, that's there, there's a certain in the documentary uh, best worst movie they kind of sum it up very well by uh describing it as a movie that yes is very bad but there's you can just feel like the heart in it like these filmmakers these actors um are giving it their all which may not seem like much when you're watching it but um it's it just feels it feels different like it's actually if i was a kid watching this like younger than i did I think I would have been terrified by some of the sequences in here, especially for how much uh, Michael, the main kid or, or Joshua goes through uh, with some of these like visions that he has with the, the, the green goo coming out of his face and down his forehead. And there's a sequence where like plants are like coming out of his chest and things like that. And so it's kind of terrifying. Um, but yeah, uh, watching as an adult, it's it's funny. You're laughing at things that they were going for jokes and you're laughing at things where they weren't exactly going for jokes. So I just think it's a, a perfect cocktail of the absolute worst thing that could ever be made. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I enjoy it very much. It's It just feels like one of those movies, like the ring tape that you feel so compelled to pass it on and share it with people. Cause it's just, it's, it, it captures that what's so great about the horror genre, which is sharing it with people and having a reaction and having a dialogue about it. Um, so uh, this is kind of one of those perfect movies to do that sort of thing. It is. It is. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't see this when it first came out. It's interesting because I saw Army of Darkness when it came out, and that's my favorite movie of all time is Army of Darkness. And it has everything I want in a movie. It's got silliness. It's got one-liners, action, horror, comedy. Uh, it, it's just great. And so after I saw that and that blew my mind, uh, it was like a couple months later, it was at an old video store. My friend and I used to go and rent horror movies and saw Troll 2 and put that in. I was like, oh my God, this has so many elements like Army of Darkness that I love. And even though some of the performances are just wacky, I thought I I compared it to Army of Darkness and I like immediately loved it uh, just because it's so dumb and it's ballsy too. Uh, I think it takes a lot of chances and it doesn't care. And I like that element of it. And then it just, a lot of the going back and forth because maybe they didn't have a lot of time to do things in it, but I like <laughs> that they just went with it. There's like first take perfect go uh, and i think it helps out a lot the movie in its you know absurdity uh how it goes so uh <laughs> the original title of the movie is goblins but uh yeah because they, there's there's not one troll in this right it's all they don't there's, say there's troll. A troll on the there's a troll on the cover that is not the same michael kid there's some other kid but yeah there's a troll on the cover but that is not in the movie. Yeah, yeah, that is not in the movie. And so, yeah, it was originally Goblins, Neil Bogg, all of it. But I guess the American producers were like, Goblins is not going to make it. We need to, like, sequelize it to a movie that kind of maybe needs a sequel. So Troll to Troll 2. That's how we got arrived here. <laughs> Nothing to do with the other one. 
Um, and it's basically about a family who's going on a vacation in what can easily be described as the first Airbnb, Airbnb situation where it's just like, we somehow contacted a family in another state and we're just going to switch houses, yeah. <laughs> which is insane. And so this family moved from the city, goes to the country. They arrive in this town, the small country town for a month to live off the land and the farm. And it turns out everybody is incognito as one of these trolls or goblins that their only mission in life, which I mean, not mission. I don't know if the, the goblin or the trolls are evil. They're just neat. They need to eat. So, but they eat people. Um, they turn them into plants and then they eat them. Yeah. They're making the world a better place. Anti-vegetarian film. Yeah. <laughs> An anti-vegetarian film. We're going to get into that because, uh, Oh, yes. Uh, so, I mean, with all of that being said, it has a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Why, I mean, we all know kind of why it bombed, but why did it bomb, Chelsea? Why Why do you think this movie people are still giving it bad reviews? <laughs> Watch the movie, you'll know. <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if they're still giving it b- bad reviews i don't know like i i didn't like wait into the like the letter what's the audience score on this course um i don't know let's look that up because i'm curious 20. it's 20 i said i bet you it's in the 20s like 29 or something okay let me know if somebody pulls that up to see because i'm very curious on an audience score for this versus a critic score because that might be very different right but i don't know Dan, what do you think? What what do you do? You, why do you think? Oh, Chelsea, the audience score is forty five. Oh, there you go. That's that's a big difference. So huge difference. So what did critics see, and what did the audience see? Critics critics saw the movie when it <laughs> came out and had to write a review on what it's like, how it was made, and then audience fell in love with it, made it a cult classic. So I'll bet a lot of those audience reviews that bump it up so much higher are post release you know okay. I mean? people coming to it like preston coming to it i saw it for the first time a couple days ago so i mean yeah. you know i would give it a thumbs up yeah. so and say it's a you know fun wild junk thing to watch with people because it's amazing that it exists and i think that that is going to skew it but then also it makes sense it's close to 50 50 because i'll bet if we had people in our lives watch this movie they'd be like what the fuck are you making me watch right now? It's 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 crazy. I I don't know. I as a critic now, I'm trying to figure out what movie I would go back to and give a great review to that I gave a bad review to. I mean, I'm hoping it's Oppenheimer, but it's I mean, seriously, I like I want to like that movie. So, I <laughs> But I don't think this is a great movie, but I think all of the lore and everything behind the making of this movie is what makes it makes its cult status and what makes people love it. I don't think I don't think if you sat down, Brian, erase all the lore and all of the secret screenings. If you just had to go on a Tuesday night and see this movie and it fired up at 730 and you had to write like objectively say you didn't love the horror. It wasn't your thing, but you're just a critic who doesn't do a horror movie podcast and you're just sitting down to watch it, you'd be like, 
I don't think I can recommend this is probably going to be the most uh, common response. I think it, see me and Brian, we've, I mean, if you go listen to my bloody podcast, we've done some movies. We did the Manitou, which is very absurd too on this level. Uh, Mac and me, very, very similar. I think, uh, it, I mean, you're, you're partly right in that we have so many years in the internet age to kind of in Reddit and all that. And we're kind of in tune with that whole world. And, but he, both Brian and I, have a love for just pure absurdity like this and so i can imagine he and i if we had erased everything sitting down being like man we had a great time just <laughs> for how straight up ridiculous this movie was it, it's so memorably bad and that's what makes it great and y'all's and y'all's love of that all i'm saying is you probably make up less than 10 percent of yeah the, the um the critic population who would find this endearing is is all i was trying to get to like i think the majority of just your ordinary i, I could see 90 percent of them being like garbage thumbs down but there's a couple people like that was fun because it was so bad right and but what i think i think what we're or what the goal is and i know this true to be with chelsea because she loves these movies and she goes to fantastic fest and all of this and press it and you dan it's we want to share this love and this excitement for movies like these, because otherwise they would be lost on a shelf, you know, forever. And it's movies like this that make you appreciate because I'm going to bring back Oppenheimer again. You know, it's so like that is a regimented movie that where Troll 2 just seems like pure chaos behind the scenes. And they were having a blast. It was like, we've got some people, we've got some people, local people in a town, and we're just going to shoot a movie here. And it's going to be super fun. There's gore, there's stuff. And it's just, we're, we don't have a month to make this. We have like five days. And so we're we've just going to. We've got three weeks. We're only going to speak Italian. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna hire dentists and people who have never acted in their lives yeah yeah it's it, it's i like that aspect of filmmaking it's almost like guerrilla filmmaking almost and from what came out of that the result in troll 2 with that i just think i think it's it's the worst best movie uh because it's it is great i think that i will like because uh, actually i'm going to watch the documentary I think that I'm going to like the documentary more than the movie. Oh yeah. I think, cause you're going to get a lot more out of it. I just think yeah. that the, the interesting part, like what you said in watching this movie is how many times I sat there and be like, who thought that was the best take? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> how did they, how did they do like, what was, did they go to, you know, CVS and just get some tissue paper for this special? Probably. Thing? No, that's what happens. I have yeah. movies like that that are just like red construction paper for blood. Like it's right. amazing. But that's the that's the stuff where I'm like the documentary of how it's made is absolutely going to be. I already know I'm going to like it. Right. Yeah. It's it's so good. So the next question that has been posed in our run sheet is, um, does does Troll Two ruin movies for you? And I'm curious as to what that means. Who wrote that? I don't know. I did not write that. Dan, huh? 
All right. So, so, okay. So, so does the hand wrote up? So, does this ruin movies for you? Okay. So, first off, what does the question mean? Does it mean like, does this ruin all the like, does this, is this like the best movie ever made kind of thing? Or it's a good prompt. It's a good prompt. Yeah. The angle that I was going for, it was playing off of our did this ruin plane travel for you question from last week. But did this ruin like seeing how the movies are made almost like you're watching how the sausage sausage is made on a final product and so did it like ruin the way that you are interpreting what you're seeing on screen in movies that are better and movies that are worse maybe movies that are on the same level but did this make you go man (laughs) you can get anything made or you can get nothing made like does it make you appreciate well-made movies more does it make you like I just meant you know did it did it ruin movies like did it change your perspective on movies because the fact that this was released into a theater the fact that it has such a cult following (laughs) is really crazy if you just like take a step back and watch this movie and you're like i never thought troll 2 would be this big it's it's wild to me have you seen birdemic (laughs) (laughs) because that the troll 2 blows just the cinematography and just everything and the acting blows bird this blo- blows birdemic out of the water yeah i agree both are about saving the environment kind of well they're both social commentaries on on something yes but but to answer your question um so this this makes me appreciate appreciate more kind of like prestige filmmaking yes but it also just makes me happy that it was even made yeah, so that's and where we can that's, make fun things. Yeah, I that's kind of where I was at. I, I my thought is, it makes me when I see a movie that someone ha- has a lot of care in it, or really like crazy special effects, or just the shots that are done. I'm like, holy cow, that's incredible. But also, I think there's a um, like maybe two steps up from this that pe- we should see more movies that are two or three steps higher in quality than this one way more often you know we see so many more movies that are closer to just because brian said it 10 times oppenheimer than we ever see movies that are close to troll 2 and i would love to see more movies that are closer to troll 2 every once in a while i need less joe russo movies and i need more (laughs) troll 2 that's quite topical (laughs) to be honest with you to be honest with you the gray man is on par with troll 2 Cherry is. <laughs> Cherry like, is you... not a great man. Which one? Cherry. The the the, the, the Spider-Man movie? movie? Yeah, with Tom Holland. Yeah. It was absolutely bananas. They have an asshole shot in it where they go in Tom Holland's ass. Yeah. It's yeah. great. It's it is great. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Okay, so our next question does it or hey, I, I didn't oh. get to, I didn't get to oh, oh oh farmer waits is coming in <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen um <laughs> uh, to, to me uh I, I guess to to kind of sum it up in the best way that i can uh for me i think it just expanded my interest in film really because at the time that I was really getting into filmmaking, I was watching, you know, behind the scenes of Lord of the Rings, like everybody did when they got those big packages. And then it that kind of was like 
I wanted to learn more about film. And so I was watching like, you know, behind the scenes of like Rage and Bull and things like that with some of the uh, Scorsese films. And, um, but when you watch something like this, the same thing when you watch something like The Room, like the whole movie feels so alien. Like everything um, does not feel like it was, you know, constructed by a human being whatsoever. There's the way that uh, exposition and like character relationships, like if you really pay attention to some of the dialogue early on in this film, they're like talking about like, uh, like the, there's no, no subtlety in it whatsoever. It tells you right then and there and not a natural way where they're going, who's who, like little brother, big, you know, big sister or whatever it is. Um, hey, yeah, we're, we're going on a vacation for a month, you know, you know, things like that. It's just not, it's, it's very clear. Um, but no human really talks like that. Um, so that, that's the intrigue of it is just, it does not feel like tangible to me. Like that is not my reality whatsoever. And because it's such a train wreck, I'm so interested in it. Um, things like that happen in the natural world all the time. Every time something bad happens, you're like, um, or something that's not quality or whatever it may be, or like some drama behind the scenes, you want to pick it apart. You want to get analytical with it. And so that's what makes the, you know, documentary so intriguing is because you're like, how, how did they get that person to do that? And, 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 and so that, that makes it, makes it fun. So that caused me to want to, you know, watch more bad movies and watch more making of the bad movies. Like with Mac and me, I don't think I have a hard time just watching that movie on its own. I'll give you a perfect example. One of my favorite um, distributors is MVD Rewind Collection. And so they have, I don't know, probably 80% of their collection, if not more. They're pretty bad movies. But they have some really good extras on them. And I watched one movie with my wife called Dirty Laundry. Watch the movie. Absolutely terrible. Same way, like where nobody's acting and behaving like a real human being. But it's so fascinating. And but it's so bad. And then I watched like this commentary where people are having fun and questioning it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, and so I watched the movie twice in a row. Um, so it, it's it's fun when you can come across a movie like this that is just so beyond our reach and you're you can't help but be curious about it. So this movie caused me to want to do some deeper dives into uh, not so quality filmmaking, because even that takes something to be able to achieve that. It's yeah. like it's like the discourse is almost more fun than the yeah. actual yeah, like the commentary, like talking about it with friends and family and just people that love kind of. And for me, not everything has to be high art. Like it doesn't yeah. have to always be the most kind of prestige thing for me to enjoy it. And like you said, it feels a little alien at first, but when you talk about it, it's it's so much more enjoy enjoyable. Yeah. One of my favorite reviews that Brian and I have ever done was Skin of Marink because that that movie is like uh maybe they were trying to go for something much higher than art i don't know i have no idea how to really uh sum up that film but we were just trying to understand it it was so fresh uh we, we watched it and then just kind of dove right into the review had nothing really planned and just us unspooling that film was so much fun 
Um, and I think we, we came out dumber on the other side. Um, but it was great. <laughs> we did. We did. And I, I'll say this, um, and this is not a knock to what we've already talked about a lot, but I firmly believe that in less than two years, nobody's going to be talking about Oppenheimer. Nobody, everybody's going to forget it. And then people are still today, 33 years later, are still loving and talking about Troll 2. And I think there's something to say about something like that. I can't wait to come back in 10 years and and say that you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think it's one of those movies that, you know, is just going to it's going to win an award and then everybody's going to forget about it. Like like the movie The Artist. Um, nobody cares about that movie ever. And it won awards. I feel like that's going to be Oppenheimer. Okay. The silence is you, golden. You, you literally rend rendered us all me. speechless. <laughs> okay. Well, then let's move on to the next question about the horror and the humor. Does it still hold up? My, my first question is, do you think the filmmakers in this movie like actually wanted to make a funny horror movie or do you think they really legitimately tried to play it serious and then it just came off as funny in post or as audience watched it kind of like um like the movie the disaster artist shows about the room where tommy wiseau was like i'm making a fucking serious movie why are people laughing because it's fucking funny do you think troll 2 is kind of like in that realm yeah if you watch the best worst movie yeah. You get to see the director actually witness that. And yeah. he talks about it. He says that they're laughing at parts that I did not try to make funny at all. And so it's very much probably the exact same experience that Tommy Wiseau had. Which yeah, is didn't great. He, didn't he want to want everything read like verbatim? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They were trying to change one line. It yeah. was the, the nuts line that uh, Holly <laughs> says. Uh, he's like, my dad will, uh, what, what is what is the exact line? Do you remember? I'm trying like, to I'm cut off your little nuts or something. Yeah, cut off your little nuts and eat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they, they were arguing that no teenager talks like that. And no. they wanted to change the line. They're like, no, I know how teenagers talk. And that's, that's the line. <laughs> but we're, we're talking about it. So yeah, that's, that's I, I, I like that it shows that in documentary, but nobody saw the documentary, you know, prior to it coming out. And it's just okay. it, it's great to know that he it is that it is that situation where coming in seriously and then seeing something and, and you kind of almost how does this how did this happen? You know, like Dan watching it, like, do you think like how could a director think he's making a serious movie with this? Yeah. Uh, at quite a few parts. Um, so I haven't seen the documentary, so I, I that's I really want to. But yeah, I mean, the part that made me laugh the hardest, I was like, this movie cannot be serious, was um, the sister working out in her room. Yeah, there, there's a workout video in the middle of the movie. And and the guy coming in the... Um, window. In, in the very, window. She's very sweaty for yeah, just she's that so tiny sweaty. little thing. And then he... She's been doing it for a while. And then he, uh, and then she's like on the bed, and she's like, "You're gonna stay a virgin forever if you don't get ready your friends or whatever it's called." And his friends were like looking through the window, and I was like, "What is this? <laughs> what are we doing here?" Like there had to be some acknowledgement 
by the directors and the writers, uh, maybe y'all tell me I'm wrong, that knew that this was absurd. And so- no, it, it, well, it is absurd because you have this character, this sister who is all over the place. She's basically telling this boyfriend, you either choose me or you choose your friends. Like you can't have both. And then she like knees him in the nuts and punches him. And then like two seconds later, I love him. You know, I'm just like, what relationship is this? I I love the dad. I support women. (laughs) Dad is the funniest character. He's like, you stay away from my daughter unless you're going to stop hanging out with those friends of yours. You need to choose if you're going to have friends or be around my daughter. And I was but then like, like later in the movie, he chooses her and then immediately she's like, he's part of the family now. <laughs> and, and the mom just immediately goes, oh. So <laughs> and I'm, I'm as of, I've, I've made movies before and I know Preston has, it's kind of like when you're seeing that in writing, do you have something in your head that you're like, this is going to be a beautiful moment. You know, this is going to be our swan song, but then it plays out like that. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, To me, something like that scene, I think these are Italian filmmakers and I just don't think they're in touch with American culture or how teenagers behave in America. And so I, I just feel like there's not, they don't have a, they didn't have a grasp on like how that should play. Same thing with like Tommy Wiseau when he was watching, he was watching a bunch of these movies and that's why the room feels like an amalgamation of so many different things because he watched all this and he wanted to accomplish it all mm-hmm. and it didn't come out that way. And so that that's what, what's clear to me here. It's like, they wanted to capture all these like single moments in films. Like they wanted to be able to create like, you know, that family moment or like that, that young love moment. But when you put all those together, it doesn't quite mash. And so that, that's, that's what makes it ultimately a really fun film is because it does not connect at all. He doesn't understand like social, I feel like, kind of modern social social relationships and Mm -hmm. how kids talk to each other about how parents talk to each other about how i i mean if i know he was trying to play it straight about with the with the friends and the you know uh trying to get away from the friends to get the girl but i was i'm watching this and i'm like are they are the friends in a relationship are are they in like a like a thruple or four? I don't know something. Is this like his like, friends? Yeah, because it was I, all very. They were all very insecure. They were all very like insecure without each other. Like, hey, you gonna you gonna go there, bro? No, wait for me, bro. And I'm just like, um, <laughs> bro, puns. Because the one the one nerd immediately when they're sitting in the RV with his little glasses on goes <laughs> goes. I thought, didn't he say, <laughs> where are all the horny lake girls? Or what does he say? Where, well, wait, that, well that's what the guy said. His, I, their friend said, like, this, yeah. Where are all the single, unattached, horny girls? I'm yeah. feeling uh, the beautiful, liberated girls. And then he and then he just takes a sip off that Mountain Dew can. I mean, <laughs> that's just teenage. That's what I was doing when I was a teen. Well, I mean, in context, the the guy, the the supposed boyfriend, was telling his friends, saying, "Hey, I want to go to the lake to see this girl. What's in it for us? This town has got every woman for you, you know." And then they get there, and there's not. 
it was but if you but what if you were trying to sleep with your girlfriend wouldn't you just go alone not bring like all your friends with you in a camper in a camper emotional support especially when she said said, you're gonna stay a virgin unless you get rid of your friends i would have been like at that age Peace, guys. See yep. you next week. Yep. See you next week. <laughs> I love y'all. And all my friends would have been like, understood, understood, understood. Shaking hands down the line like that Key and Peel skit. <laughs> Just be like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Good luck to you, sir. Yeah, I just, oh. I just don't. It's, it's played very like weirdly and i just don't understand i i feel like uh these like hot-blooded um you know american boys this guy trying to get laid like hey l- hey guys let's go in a in an rv camper and i don't know it's just it, that's very confusing to me preston anything um i would like to see these filmmakers make a movie about farmers only.com <laughs> um, uh, yeah I, I don't know I, I don't really have much to say on it other than like just kind of going through all the motions of what happens like just the fact that he the boyfriend thought it was a good idea to kind of surprise her but the way that the surprise plays off and they're at a great distance they wouldn't be able to see each other the way that they <clears throat> that it's shown in the film but um, to me I think it was just like they wanted to capture that, you know, animal house kind of feel with like all the guys together and they have this little bromance and they all just want popcorn. It, the popcorn scene was pretty great. That's let's the best talk, part. You, you, so <laughs> let, let's, let, let's go on to the humor and the horror type of thing of it because a lot of these things are crazy. There's a witch in this movie. Um, who I don't know controls the trolls, does not control the trolls. She wants to keep young, you know, like usually we see in witch movies do. But there's a scene when she's, you know, strutting along the uh, the woods, and there's a guy, one of the friends in the camper, and she has a piece of corn with her, and there is a corn on the cob sex scene <laughs> in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, and I texted you and I said, is is she going to peg him with the corn? Because <laughs> I thought that's where this was going. I mean, in so many ways it did. Uh, because I don't know if I've ever seen on film minus this movie. And I'm not sure why it hasn't been re- replicated. But uh, bringing a corn on the cob to a sexual place and uh both Look at just Dan's face. feasting on corn corn on the cob at the same time and then you know the fireworks but instead of fireworks you probably couldn't afford it it's popcorn popping i've actually seen that scene before it was in charlotte's web <laughs> no. put the corn in the cob down for you know the pigs to eat in the trough <laughs> <laughs> They're going to town. <laughs> Preston's mind is blown. Uh, I I think that moment is funny. Like that. That's like one of those crazy moments in the movie that is just. And then like, what you think is going to happen doesn't happen. Like he's. You think like, oh, she's going to kill him, but then he wakes up with popcorn in his mouth, and he's he like, goes, awesome. No yeah. No more. No more. So it's that- just. The trolls are made, I'm assuming. Right? 
Yeah, I don't know. And so what are the things? So speaking of scenes in the movie, <laughs> one of the greatest scenes in cinema, because there's a path to go where it would have just, I felt like been easier, but this director just had a lot of balls, man, and went the other way is the pissing on the dinner table scene. So to set the ta- the scene up, um, these trolls in this town, in order to turn you into their food, to like to morph you into these plants and then them eat you, they feed you like these sweets, like these green, gooey, jello-y cakes and pies. And when this family arrives at this house, it's all out there. And there's like a Star Wars Jedi thing where this little kid sees his de- his grandfather as a force ghost that kind of tells him like how to go through life. Um, and the force ghost grandfather comes to this little kid's like, do not let them eat it. They're going to die. Stop them. You have 30 seconds to stop them from eating these meals before they die. And so the kid is like thinking like, what do I do? The family is about to eat. And even the grandfather does like a force Jedi thing by stopping time with his hands and everybody's frozen in time he as they're like about to eat. Quicksilver kid. Yeah. And he, the kid is this little kid, this like eight year old kid's like, what do I do? How do I stop them? And like, I feel like a logical response would be knock it out of their hand, flip the table over, you know, uh, just get up on the table and just start smashing everything with your feet. No, the kid's like, okay, okay. He's screaming to himself. Okay. I've got to do it. I'm going to do it. Kid stands on his chair, unzips his pants and pisses everywhere. <laughs> and that is a, it might be one of the best things in movie history. Like, I don't understand. Like with you two watching that scene first, did you expect that? And were you very happy that what you got, what you got? <laughs> I just I just wrote in really big letters. The kid pisses on the food. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> I mean, I, he he knew what he had to do. Well, I mean, he knew what he had to do, but like, wouldn't you just like I'm gonna push this table over? I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna push it I out guess, and knock it out of their hands. No, but like five, five second rule. Huh? Five what? second rule. Oh, if food drops on the ground, I'm not picking it up again. So it's both. It goes, but it's very much kid logic. Five second rule. Like if I don't destroy it, they're going to eat it. And I feel like that's a very like kid thing to do. I'm a, I'm a piss all over it. (laughs) Well, I'm just curious if he did that before because he was really thinking hard and he did not want to do it. I don't think he's ever done that before. I think that was the fight of his life. Yeah. (laughs) It, it it's like he he was so frustrated that just trying to talk to them and say hey don't eat it, it, it it's it's that you know that 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 logic especially when you watch a lot of 80s movies and you see that you know the kids are trying to talk to the parents but the parents won't listen it's mm-hmm. like i got to make a statement right here and they're never it, it, like i mean business like please don't eat the food you gave me no other option I'm going to piss on it so you never forget it and don't, and you were going to listen to me forever on. I mean, I guess so. I mean, because it has that element where a lot of, in a lot of movies where you have the kid that knows everything that's going on, but no adults believe him ever. So he has to do something drastic. And I like, that's what he did. Like, that's just 
such a crazy move. And I'm curious with Dan and Preston having children, please tell me that they've watched this and like do this at the next Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Maybe not that. Huh? No. No. <laughs> no, it's just it's if I would have if I saw that when I was like five, I thought that I probably thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. It's probably the coolest thing I've ever seen now since I'm 40, almost 42. Um, it's just it's just such a great thing that I don't I haven't seen done since then before. And it's it's so out of the norm for me. It's just so great. Brian it, wants to see more pissing in movies got it <laughs> i also want to see more transitions like that i feel like the only movie i can think of that does like a transit so we don't actually we see the kid unzip his pants because obviously we're not going to see the whole scene play out um so it, it cuts it the end of the cut is him pulling down his zipper and then it's to the stream of the faucet so <laughs> it continues that 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 auditory feel um and the only one I can think of is me, myself, and Irene when he's shitting yeah, in the yard. And then it goes to the ice cream. Coming the ice cream coming in the chocolate yogurt world. coming in, which is genius. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. There, There's some inspiration, possibly. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's great. And, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. it's and, great. Yeah. He looks up into the heavens. He's like, yeah. And it's, it was a smart thing. He's trying to protect his family, and he he did the best he he did the best job he could. I will say, the funniest part about the grandfather character in general is the fact that he is dressed like a J.C. Penny '90s model Cat at all times. Like even after he dies, he's just like, "Hey, I'm here for fall fashion week." Um, it's just, it's the funniest thing in the world. As a fellow JC Penny model, I concur. <laughs> yeah. They didn't try to put him in any, when you said Force Ghost, I was like, yeah, but they're normally dressed kind of cool. This guy just like. He's dressed like a granddad. He's dressed yeah, in he's his. trying to be Peter Falk. From <laughs> which, which let's bring this up. The first five minutes of this movie, he, the director, Claudio, is like, I want to make the like that everybody's childhood movie in princess bride because it's exactly princess bride with the fight club twist <laughs> but buckle your seat belts but it is it is it's him like it, it is the fight club twist because it's the grandfather reading to a kid in bed he's got all the baseball sports stuff on the wall just like fred savage did reading him the story there's the girl there's the guy there's the evil stuff and then all of a sudden the mother comes in just like in princess bride like what are you two doing i'm reading him the story and in this movie troll there's no grandfather this kid is seeing his dead grandfather it's just He's talking to an empty chair like Clint yeah so this is the perfect point for me to read my my stefan summary of this all movie right. please do that as you you're going just group through everything club nilbog has everything you need we have druids goblins dwarves monsters ghouls nilbog has it all killing joke posters on the wall tasmanian devil plushes a mickey mouse shirt horny dudes looking for beautiful unattached and liberated girls eating corn horny druid women and knee highs and garters vegetable cakes that have green icing that say eat me or dig in weird healing broth mist from old stone gods double decker bologna sandwiches and almost popcorn popcorn porn yummy mom so good 
Excellent. <laughs> that's really what it is. That, that's that's troll two in a nutshell. That should be my letterbox review. Honestly, I don't think we could say anything to describe this movie better than what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's what it is. It's uh that is so good. So with with that being said, who do you think Oh, first, I want to talk about the trolls and the goblins in this movie because they all kind of look really scary, but there's one goblin there's one. who just might have come out as like a premature baby. <laughs> and it's just like, you know which one I'm talking about, right? There's yeah. one, and he's beautiful. He's my favorite. It's beautiful. He's my because favorite. all of these trolls have like, these like we look like trolls they look like goblins like you can barely see their eyes they have gnarly teeth they like kind of stalky round heads and big noses and then there's one that kind of looks like that carnival thing that you throw the ball at and it's got like this very <laughs> cylinder like head with bulging eyes like large marge from peewee's big adventure Please keep going. Like I want to line around. Yeah, he's beautiful. <laughs> he's, he's a beautiful boy. Stop it. Is he? Because what what happened? Did they just not have? There's like we're just gonna make a crazy one, or we're gonna bring in his this kid this this director's cousin, and he's get he gets to make one every time. Yeah. It's every time he he popped up, I went. Ooh. <laughs> it's a it's a Snow White situation. The, the, witch, what? The, witch, the witch is Snow White, and those are all her dwarfs, and that one's dopey. <laughs> so, so are there? I even count the 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 trolls in there. Are there seven of them? I'm gonna I say think yes. There are more than seven. I don't know how many there. are. I'm just saying there's the one the one dopey looking one. That's exactly what happened in Snow White. So this might be an evil Snow White movie. There are no trolls in this movie. Only goblins. Only Zool. goblins. Sorry. Yeah, it's but the still that I'm looking at, there's nine of them. Okay, there's nine of them. You could have twins, but but there's more than that because like yeah. the townspeople. Townspeople, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying this one doesn't look like it was fully cooked. You know, like it was just. <laughs> it, it was the filmmaker's nephew made that, and they're like, okay. Okay. I would it like. May not have, but it made me very happy every time I saw it. I would like a movie about what the townspeople, the trolls, goblins, as townspeople did in their day-to-day -day life, other than looking out windows. Like, were they constantly like, I hear a car coming, let's all pretend we're doing stuff? I, I want to know what their day-to-day -day was. Well, I think they, like, farmed, they wanted vegetable humans, and they were, I don't know what they were doing with the milk, like the, the thick milk. Um, <laughs> Badger's milk. Badger's milk, thick boy milk. Man. <laughs> all this stuff with the colored things coming out of people's mouths and noses but these were great creative things that were like clearly all the trolls kind of more or less look the same but there was that one troll that was just he was i don't know if he was like a uh a foreign exchange student troll from another part i don't know it just it was so off to me, but it's still great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's weirdo. <laughs> yeah, he's, weirdo. he's a weirdo. I don't know. I don't think we have any explanation for you. 
All right. So since there's a there's there's quite a few deaths in this movie, what which one rings the best to you? Chainsaw Boy. Oh yeah. When he's laughing. Yeah. Because which is another thing about this movie is that oh my god, they're gonna get the chainsaw. He's gonna be screaming for bloody murder. And then the director's like, let's 180 this and it's like oh it's gonna tickle and he's laughing as it happens and is that to say like the trees and shrubbery like it when you chainsaw them i guess so big anti anti anti-tree movie yeah this movie is kind of a prequel to the last of us oh oh i like this explain well i mean i one of my favorite (laughs) No one's mentioned this, but one of my favorite scenes in that is when his friend finds him and he has the, uh, the you know, the bark and this stuff growing on him. And he's like, grab the pot. I can't get out of it. And is and he's just kind of like huffing and puffing while his friend like roll while he like rolls his eyes like, come on, come on, get me out of the pot. I don't know why I'm doing voices right now. but I, you know. <laughs> Great. Keep going. But, I don't. I don't know. It just. It just feels very kind of the Last of Us with the with the whole social commentary on, um, not just being vegetarians and but vegetarians are terrible. I don't know. I think I see like mushroom people and I say, "Hey, the Last of Us." Mushroom people. Okay. All right. So, uh, pre- so Preston and Dan, we all agree it's Chainsaw Boy. It's the guy who says, "Oh my God." Yeah, I agree. I think that's also the funniest scene. Yeah, so. it is a great scene. Um, who do you think the best character is? And is is it the little boy? Is it is it that that nerdy guy? Is it the witch? Is it the dad? Is it the boyfriend? Me, it's the witch. Why do you like the witch so much? I think she's the one that is the that's operating on the most real level out of everybody along with the kid uh, michael paul stevenson like that kid is so committed uh i I referenced that scene early on when they're doing that early dream sequence when all this stuff like it's kind of horrifying to imagine like how traumatizing that probably was for him at the time of having that green goo in his teeth in his eyes and probably just just go, keep going, scream, and, and all the and all the and all the the trolls taking him and trying to rip him apart. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, he, he, I guess it's more of a tie. So I think he on on the on a real level, I think him and uh, uh, Deborah Reed as Credence, the the witch, because she also is very committed compared to everybody else. I feel like everybody's committed; it just doesn't translate as 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 real as it as as real as they probably wanted but um yeah all the scenes with with her um like trying to lure people in like poison ivy style yes and and, um just how far she goes even when she gets her her limb ripped off and things like that she's really going for it and so i think it's pretty fantastic uh chelsea what about you favorite character yeah, that would be the the witch, the the old druid for me. All I could mm-hmm. think of while she, I was like, wow, she's really uh, she had one thing to do and she did it well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And all I could think of when she hands them the the like miraculous broth or whatever with the with the dry ice, I was like, 
I have to pay $30 a drink at a tiki bar for that. I would gladly take a free drink. So <laughs> love that. Dan? I'm going to say um, the guy who was looking for unattached, horny, single girls with his bros in the RV, the one who said, oh, my God, and the one who got chainsawed. He single-handedly to me was just a hilarious side character. He And Every- he's kind of like the poster boy for the movie now. Yeah. After all these, after all these years, I uh, yeah, I wonder what he's done with his life since. <laughs> oh my god! Like, like, can you find him on like uh, what's the? Um... His name is Darren Ewing. And there has you he, go. Has he ever been anything else? What is he doing? Does he run some Airbnbs? Does does he have real estate? Looks like he still does some acting. He's in some films. Last movie he was in was from a TV series, one episode in 2022 called Amber Brown. He was in a movie called Cyst from 2020. Uh, 12 Dogs of Christmas, Great Puppy Rescue, 2012. Good Luck, Charlie. It's Christmas. He likes that Christmas movies. (laughs) He was in Return to Halloween Town. As a morose cashier. <laughs> uh, after, so from 1990, this movie's release, he came back 16 years later to acting with an uncredited role in the TV series Everwood. Mm-hmm. So, okay. There okay. it is. Um, is there a best or worst scene in this movie? Can you even classify a worst or best scene in this movie? Or is it all just the best? It loops for me. It's all together. Like at one, like best thing? No, it's best, it's best scenes or sometimes it's worst scenes. vice <laughs> versa. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the appeal of the movie for me. Is that Inception. Sometimes when it's being as disgusting and dumb as it is are the parts I like the most. Okay. I like the popcorn scene. That makes me the, I've never, so you always see the, oh my God scene, but no one ever talks about that, how ridiculous that popcorn scene is. And that made me that absolutely made me the happiest. Yeah. (laughs) It's the whole buildup of it. Him watching the TV by himself and then seeing this woman come on, like it's like a Beetlejuice type of situation. Mm-hmm. And then uh, him being like, okay, like never stepping out of his own mind, just leading with his dick the whole time. Because <laughs> otherwise, yeah, he'd be like, this is, is this weird? No, it's not weird. Like he never questions the, uh, what's going on. He just is fully pulled into her, her witchiness. And then, yeah, we get the, you just can't, as Brian said, you can't predict something like that. You know that something sexual might go down, but where's the corn going to come into this? And just wedging it between their kissing and then him just being like, okay, let's just keep going with this. This is weird, but let's go. Um, Yeah, it definitely leaves an impression, but I don't know. They're like, there there are so many sequences in here that stand out we talk about the you know pissing on hospitality and uh, <laughs> even the 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 general market guy or the gas station dude with um like they're kind of going through stuff and he's like coffee 
devil's devil's drink or something like that. He's like eggs. <clears throat> it's just kind of the the listing of all those things was pretty great too. But have some room temperature milk. I coffee though. Are they Mormons? Maybe. Are they Mormons? Yeah, why coffee? Goblins? I thought these don't like meat. It just seems like they just eat. I mean, because coffee plant. I don't know. I, no. The movie doesn't make sense. Coffee is a bean. It is. Oh, I'll tell you another scene that I really laughed at. It's when uh, George Hardy's character, the dad, it, uh, finds Holly with her boyfriend at the RV. And he says something like, uh, uh, so, so kids, how's life? Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's so much like the scene from the room, like, oh, hi, Dougie. Like, it's just like mm-hmm. out of nowhere. No. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. I noticed that. And I was like, because when that, when that scene was playing, I was like, Preston's a dad. What's he going to say? What, what's Dan going to say in this situation? <laughs> So like yeah, uh, what's what's going on, fellas? Big gulps, huh? Okay, later. <laughs> um, oh, so good. So, what do you think about the soundtrack, the music to this movie? The only thing that kind of sticks out in my mind is the opening credits stuff, like because that's like such a jamming song that plays over the credits. Um, and yeah, there's just like a couple jingles here and there that are that are fitting to how wild it is. But th- those are the only things that stand out to me. I don't know if it's the same for everybody else. I nothing like I won't remember anything from this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to say they put it on vinyl, like wax work, or somebody put it out. I think on on I remember vinyl. Remember the the opening, but everything else is just I don't know. You could Her, play anything uh, and I wouldn't and I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, they're, you know. Yeah. When, when it's in the moment and they're like doing things, I'm paying attention to the dialogue and how dumb it is. But if they have like <clears throat> a quietness to it where it's like the music, but you're paying attention to just the images, such as the opening, such as uh, Holly doing her workout routine. Because I laughed at that because I was like, holy shit, man, I used to have one of those tapes that was like multicolored uh, that you recorded yourself um, and she played it on her boombox. So that was a nice little nostalgic trip. Hmm. I like it. I do. I, I do. I like the soundtrack. I, I, I hearing it and it goes well with what I've thought for a while about this movie is that it's cinematography and it's camera shots. It's very Sam Raimi evil dead. Like, like going through it and like the, the trails through the woods and like all these crazy uh, angular shots. It's very Sam Raimi ish, even though it's more chaotic and not, it doesn't flow as well as those movies were. Uh, I just think that that wackier zany audio presence enhances that. I think. So I don't know if any of you got the, the, the Evil Dead Army of Darkness vibe visually from this movie, even though it looks maybe sometimes it's a daytime soap opera. Uh, I just like that. I like that aspect of it. Very theatrical. Um, so so it, it did get released on vinyl in yeah, 2017. Uh, they have a limited edition green mix. So the, the album cover is of a kid in a pool of green goo. 
and it's, mm-hmm. they have like a Stonehenge ne- Stonehenge Nebula version. Yes, <laughs> uh, but Lenaris Records put it out. Okay, yeah, I remember it. I remember it happening uh, back then. So yeah, that's cool. Um, so we talked about behind the scenes a little bit, uh, but there's a documentary that I'm sure watch the documentary best worst movie ever made uh i was was gonna say please don't share it it's like don't do spoilers for the documentary documentary, no no so go see it go go watch that it's great um dan your segment has arrived john wick troll 2 jesus christ I like I like that every week he does not expect this question well i thought we killed it i thought john wick showed up and killed the segment (laughs) <laughs> um, oh yeah if, if if john wick was in this town it would have been a much quicker movie <laughs> but no there's no there's no actors there's no one involved in the cast the production or anything that has gone on to have any even tangential tangential connection <laughs> i can say that word i swear um connection to the john wick franchise i don't think if it was keanu and knock knock he would be fucked he he would he would and i'm just trying to think of the character john wick because he is funny do you think like if there was a situation he would actually piss on a table of food oh yeah yeah he would have just up on that table yeah, he uses any weapon around him at any time. Sometimes it's going to be a stream of urine. <laughs> okay, we made that happen. That direct link. Uh, so what What are the final thoughts on Troll 2, Chelsea? Do you recommend this? Do you want the world to see this? Do you Are you going to buy, going to go out and buy this on Blu-ray? I don't, I don't know if I'm going to buy this on physical media. Um but I am going to absolutely recommend it because of how insane it is. Um, but I, I don't think I would recommend it without recommending the documentary with it. Um, just, yeah. So have but, y'all, have y'all dove into like a riff tracks version of this? So I'm, I was actually walk, watching the documentary this morning, so I'm halfway through it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, and I, this is one of those movies I think like, yes, you can watch it alone, but I think this movie plays way better in an audience of like-minded individuals, not necessarily people that are going to see the Oscar winners, you know, every year, but your friends that are like, man, we got to see allegedly the worst movie ever made, but it also might be the best thing and do it late at night. Yeah. Uh, This plays really well with your horror friends, your friends who love like, very weird. yeah just your B C D F movie friends so. <laughs> dan what recommending yeah i would exactly what you guys said i i think i would have i enjoyed the movie because it's so absurd and crazy that it was made um beyond excited to watch the documentary um i'm gonna try and do that this week for sure i'm traveling at the end of the week so i might just I wonder if I can watch it on a plane, like download it. But um, I'm really it's excited. on YouTube. Okay, I'm excited to watch the documentary, and I just I wish that I had seen this like all of us together, or at like a midnight screening or like a fun it's Halloween screening. You know, I I, I agree that this movie is meant to be watched 
with a crowd of people who are going to laugh at it um, with you and enjoy all the things with you. So I would recommend it. I would just recommend you know who you're who you're going to watch it with because I could see it going really bad for some people out there who are not into this kind of movie. Like my wife would have been like, I'm good after about 10 minutes. So, so watching it. So I know you were probably worried about what I was going to pick for this segment. Are you happy you watched this? Are you happy you were introduced to this movie? I actually am. Whenever you told me and I read about it and looked at it, I was like, damn it, Brian. But after watching it, 100% glad I've seen it. I will, if they do like one of those Fathom event re-releases, you know, where they do that sometimes, I will absolutely try to go get tickets to go see it with a crowd of people that'll laugh at the parts. Oh, good. What about you, Chelsea? So I hated you for about a day because I was like, oh, this is such a shitty, why would he, why would he pick something so shitty? I even told my best friend, and she's like, oh, you have to watch this like terrible movie. I'm like, I know. And then I put it on and I said, oh, Brian was right. <laughs> Justin was right. Wonderful. Wonderful. OK, I'm, good. I'm, I was wrong. I'm man enough to admit I was wrong. I thought it was going to be bad and I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just happy that uh, I, I like this is my my happy place is showing people new movies that you will eventually love for a while. That's yeah. good. Uh, Preston, final thoughts? Uh, yes, I definitely recommend it in the same viewing setting that we've already stated. I think it's best to see it with a group of people uh, late at night and or if you see a screening definitely go to it uh, but I I own it I'm glad Brian have you seen the first troll Has yeah else- I have I have not so I've had it yeah and I've never watched the first one it's nothing like it's nothing like troll 2 <laughs> I, 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 I assume so yeah <laughs> I have I that was another one of those VHS that I rented at the video store long ago uh with Troll 1 but yeah Troll 2 is mm, chef's kiss uh yeah I uh I, I love this movie I, I I have always loved this movie and it's not a lot of people have seen it and so this like really brings me joy on Halloween uh, to talk about it with you all um and hear all of your takes on it especially cuz I'm glad that not all of us have seen this because having two virgins come into this movie and like you said loving it it's just like it's timeless we're not going to say this about Oppenheimer i guarantee you <laughs> i want to have a troll theme troll 2 theme dinner party where it's just all things that say like eat me and green and yeah, yeah. right it's a genius one and so the the final question to end this uh what is the best troll movie and i'm going to throw in every troll movie all the animated troll movies that with the big hair that are coming out this one the first troll the the, the swedish troll movie from a few years ago that was badass um what what is the best i th- i think troll 2 is the best movie I'll put it's I'll always, put troll two. It's two always in, sunny. The it's what? Always sunny. It's always sunny. <laughs> the troll toll. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Preston! You're correct. <laughs> always whole. Oh, it is always sunny, isn't it? To be um, a little more realistic, I kind of like the box trolls movie. So I would say that's probably the. the I hate all the new 
animated trolls movies uh those are very hard for me to get through and i haven't really seen troll hunter or any of so my only reference is this and what what uh maybe the troll and i guess the rock i don't know something in never ending story or earnest scared stupid earnest scared stupid is a troll 2 movie it's basically the same film just with earnest the first Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> yeah. This is my favorite troll movie, but I just like the little trolls that you that had the little gems on their tummies that you would put on your desk. Hair. Yeah, that's the animated animated troll. Oh, movie. I know, but I don't like the animated ones. I like the ones that I used she to like physical media. Yeah. So, so I used to have a collection of those trolls growing up, and for my bar mitzvah, I got a bar mitzvah troll. <laughs> <laughs> He had blue hair. He had a little uh, talus and yamaka and everything. That is somewhere. How high was you the take a, on his hair? Can you? Yeah. <laughs> right. It was on the back. It was in the side. back. Yeah, it was, it was in, in the, the back. back. Okay. I've got to find that, and I've got to. It's at my parents' house somewhere because that thing's awesome. <laughs> I like the animated trolls movies because they made my kids listen to like some classic songs like there's some like uh yeah so well troll 2 uh if you can find it on screen factory blu-ray you can get troll 1 troll 2 and that documentary all in one uh release if not the movie's kind of hard to find um but if you want to watch it for free right now you can go to youtube and you can watch it on youtube for free for uh, the whole movie and it's in high definition it's great it's on Tubi also for free. Yeah, on Tubi for free as well. So highly recommend it. This is a great Halloween movie. Um, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloweeners. Yes, happy Halloween. Uh, okay, so Dan, where can they find you online? Uh, Fear and Loathing Instagram. Chat, chat it up. Hanging out. And my burner <laughs> stuff that you'll never see. Hanging out with my family, looking for a party. Dan doesn't know what that is yet. He will. He will. <laughs> he will. He will. He will. Uh, Chelsea, where can they find you? Um, I am Miss underscore Tenenbaum on Twitter and Chelsea Nico on everything else. All right. All right. Um, PB? You can find me on Blu-ray Dad on Instagram. And you can find me on everything else under Preston Barta. And you can find my writing on DittonRC.com, Ditton Record Chronicle, and FreshFiction.tv. Awesome. And I'm Brian Kluger. You can find me at HighDefDigest.com, BoomstickComics.com. And you can find me as Brian Kluger everywhere on social media. Always good to chat with you all. Uh, this is Fear and Loathing in Cinema Podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll have another great one next week. Have an amazing Halloween. Eat all the candy. Let us know what you're thinking and what you're eating. Uh, and let us know if you're going to visit Chelsea in Neil Bog. Oh, my God. <laughs>